Cut the crap. How many times a day do you want to say that to politicians, the elite, the loony liberals, the fake news media, and the gender-confused emotional socialist snowflake crowd? Cut the crap is your secret weapon for fighting for our freedoms and our great republic. It all begins with a massive Massive mental mental enema, freeing you from the toxic news and politically correct views, which constipate your consciousness with stinking thinking. Your host, Joe Von Hutton Pulitzer, is known for calling out politicians and telling them to cut the crap. You've seen him on virtually every television network and listened to him on Coast to Coast Radio. And now he's here to help you learn to fight for America. Culture, race, and American politics, they all have one thing in common. They all need to cut the crap. Now, here's your host, Joe Von Hutton Pulitzer. Hey there, folks. Welcome aboard Cut the Crap. I know, weird name for a program, C-R-A-P. Well, it stands for Culture, Race, and American Politics, because I believe when you mix culture, race, and American politics in one handbasket, everything goes to hell in a handbasket. We're going to talk about, I had never heard about this, I'm telling you. When I saw this, I was like, what? Did you know there's such a thing as climate psychology? Yes, climate psychology. I'm wondering, is this uh, eco-friendly or eco-nonsense? And we're going to analyze it today. First, let me set a few things for you. I am 100% for the environment. I'm 100% for not wasting resources. I'm 100% for... Not using chemicals in crops. I'm 100% for getting back and making the land work right. Who wouldn't be? I'm 100% for not wasting water. In fact, I don't have to be told to not waste water. In fact, every time I brush my teeth, every single morning and evening when I turn on the faucet, my brain goes, don't leave the water running. I'm already wired this way. And I think many of you are wired this way as well. You don't need the government to tell you to do it. Common sense adulthood does it. However, there is this brand new discipline in business supported by the American Psychological Association. And you can become a climate psychologist. Yeah, you can have a career in climate and environmental psychology. It's kind of one of those new things like a career in transcend psychology or non-binary psychology. You understand all industries evolve. Hey, no big deal. Business is business. But today we're going to look at one of these groups. It's an association of climate psychologists. Talking about climate anxiety to sustainable client client act, uh, action, we are we are the climate psychologist. Become and mind and planet school or business. I'm not sure what they're trying to say here, but they're trying to say to corp to incorporate it into every part of your life. So we're gonna we're gonna analyze this. Did you see the congressional hearing on aliens, by the way? Fear drives a lot, right? You see our government had a presentation on aliens. Let's start there. Here's some testimony according to aliens. If you'll indulge me, I'd like to read two pages from advice from the extraterrestrials. Yes, it's true that we have been in contact with your government and heads of power. It is also true that we have been in con- it is also true that agreements have been made and kept secret from your people. It is also true that in the past some of your people have lost their lives or have been badly hurt to protect the secret. Our hands had no part in this. 
We contacted your leaders because your planet is in grave trouble. Your leaders said the vast majority of your population wasn't ready for anything like us yet. So we made time agreements with your leaders as to when your people would be made aware of our presence. Your air, your water are contaminated. Your forests, jungles, trees and plant life are dying. There are several breaks in your food chain. You have an overwhelming amount of nuclear and biological weapons, which include nuclear and biological contamination. Your planet is overpopulated. Warning, it is almost to the point of being too late, unless your people act. There are better ways of deriving energy and food needs without causing your planet any damage. Those in power are aware of this and have the capability of putting these methods into worldwide use. Those in power view it as a military and security threat. That upset me. You mean to tell me that the people in power have the ability to save and better the planet and they aren't doing it? Amnesty. What do you mean? Complete amnesty to those in power. Governments and leaders who have been suppressing the truth that they can't be held liable for any past wrong deeds. It is the only way these leaders can come forward with the truth. It is necessary that you do this in order to work together and survive. Uh, okay, we're supposed to give our leaders amnesty. Okay. Um, it's getting fearful out there and PBS has just rolled out, uh, this, <laughs> take a listen. Voices of Americans and how climate change is affecting their feelings. Leslie Davenport is a climate psychology therapist. She teaches at the California Institute of Integral Studies and is author of Emotional Resiliency in the Era of Climate Change. Leslie, when does healthy concern about the planet about climate change become this sort of climate anxiety? Well, from the emerging field of climate psychology, one thing that's really important to understand is we view distress, upset, sadness, grief, anger about climate change to be a really reasonable, even healthy reaction because it's built into us as people that if we feel risks, threats, experience losses, there's gonna be upset. So it's really important to acknowledge that if you're feeling that on any level of intensity, it really means you're paying attention, you care, you're empathetic to what's happening to our world. But So we have it, did you catch that? We have to pay attention to climate change because it signifies we care, we're enlightened, um, we care about other people. So how much of this is social signaling, right? Right? Anyway, we're gonna analyze in today's program and you'll be able to follow along. But here's what I want you to do. Whether you're watching me or whether you're out there driving, listening to 93.3 Real Talk, I want to let you know. These are the things that we should analyze. I want you to take everything we've talked about in politics. And I want you to listen today as we unpack this new science. And listen to it. What are the mechanisms by which they are going to save us? And this new field of climate psychology, is it echo anxiety? Or is it total, absolute echo nonsense? Share this program. You're going to learn a lot today. Hang tight, folks. I will be right back right after this brief message. Be right back. Share this right now. See, I told you learning how to tell the world to cut the crap would make you feel great. There's more to come. Jovan will be right back.
Hey guys, do you know I've had the best night's sleep of my life and it was as simple as just changing my pillows. I know that may sound stupid. Look, you've seen Mike Lindell and his wonderful product, My Pillow. I actually just didn't think a pillow could change my life. I finally got my pillows. Now, let me tell you about my sleep habits. Number one, you know, when we do this every 12 hours, we're joining together to do my broadcast every 12 hours. Sleep is so precious to me. And I was very lucky, very lucky to get three to four hours of really good sleep any one night. I used to use nine pillows, and it's because I've broken so much in my body, old battle wounds, broken arms, you name it, sleep was not my friend, and it was ruining my health, tremendously ruining my health. Well, I saw Mike's commercial, didn't know Mike for a long time. I finally broke down and got my pillows. I took those nine pillows, I tossed them out completely. Went to two my pillows. I'm asleep. I'm telling you now, where I used to lay there a couple hours not getting to sleep. I'm asleep now in 15 minutes or sooner. It is a gift. Look, you need to go to mypillow.com forward slash Jovan, J O V A N. You need to do that so you can get my discount. You want to get my discount on everything that Mike sells. Now, I can tell you, living honest to God proof that my sleep has changed. The fact that I can go to sleep in 15 minutes and not lay there literally for two hours has basically gave him, given me almost two hours of sleep back. That is an incredible gift. I sleep more soundly. I sleep all night long. Now, of course, I've gone into other products, right? I now use uh, the bed toppers. I now wear the slippers. Hey, folks, go to MyPillow.com forward slash Jovan. You have to put your promo code of Jovan in to get my discount. You get a bigger, better discount. MyPillow.com, your promo code is Jovan. I'm telling you, if you cherish your sleep, you know that feeling when you just can't wait to get to bed and you lay down and you go, oh, man, and it's just the best part of your day and you want to wake up feeling great, I hadn't had that for decades until I decided to switch to my pillow, and I switched everything. Folks, do yourself a favor. Get your beautiful sleep back. Go to MyPillow.com. Use your promo code Jovan. MyPillow.com. Use your promo code Jovan. You're going to find out you want all the things Mike is offering, and you want to help him fight for America, too, and this is how you do it. MyPillow.com. Promo code Jovan. We're back. Now let's continue to fight back and take back our country by learning how to tell the politically correct to cut the crap. Here's Jovan. Okay, folks, I'm, I'm unpacking this new discipline of climate psychology. And I'm trying to ascertain, give you the choice to make a decision, right? Echo anxiety or is it echo nonsense? I want to set a few little standards for you. What, what tipped me off to this is I came across a climate psychologist. And I was thinking, what the hell is a climate psychologist? And, of course, now I've, I've kind of set you up on that. But I want, I want to give you a few things. See, I played that first clip which, yes, you probably shook your head. He was rereading a letter, yes, a letter, that an alien sent the author. A letter that the alien sent the author. I don't know. I thought he would have done a mind meld, right? But evidently the alien decided to send a letter. Now, let's just unpack that just for a second. When we think in terms of dastardly deeds and governments, and we think in terms of the selected, not elected crap we have going on right now, right? And we know that the government's trying to get rid of God. We can probably agree on that. We know the government's trying to blow away no rules. I think we can agree on that. And we know the government's trying to control everything. I think we can agree on that. And I think we can agree that anytime the government wants something done, they use fear to sell it, 
and then they become the new religion. And I think you can agree that, well, you know, this climate stuff has become the new religion. But I think it's interesting that even our own government wanted that letter from an alien read. Now, if you think about that for a moment, because I have always said one of the reasons government would not acknowledge the existence of extraterrestrials. Remember, we, we embrace illegal aliens, but if they're an extraterrestrial a, uh, alien, some say they keep it, right, quiet. Now, I've always said one of the big conflicts with men, mankind, governments, talking about beings greater than ourselves is it does a few things. The church doesn't want it because they don't want anything higher than the church. You can understand that. The government doesn't want it because they don't want anything higher than the government. Because people will say, wait a minute, there's aliens smarter than us. To hell with government. To hell with church. They're the ones. Get it? And it would kind of throw everything off kilter. But I think with this government trying to tell us that aliens said, hey, you got to do it or your planet's going to die. And maybe with government wanting to get rid of people, soil and grain, we need to get rid of people. You would think that the government, if there really was a letter from an alien, if it really was do or die, and if it really was from outside aliens smarter than us, we've been watching, we're trying to take care of you. You think this government in one fell swoop, boom, earth everything, one world government, would follow the Star Trekian lead and acknowledge terrestrials and boom, all of a sudden they'd get rid of God, they'd get rid of everything and completely get to rewrite the rules of there is something bigger than us, we're a small speck, we go to one world government, we join the Federation. So you have to ask yourself, why are they not dealing that card? And it's because they're not dealing that card because it's, in my opinion, horse hockey. Now, I totally believe in extraterrestrials, period. Totally believe in it. But when, do I believe that an extraterrestrial sat down and wrote a letter to our government and said, do this, do this, do this, save the people, and by the way, how you fund it is to charge for our carbon tax? No, <laughs> I do not. <laughs> I just don't. I just don't at all. Right. And uh, so we're unpacking this. I'm going to show you what they're they're teaching. And you're right. See, they're trying to bring in the new world order. Right. Faster than anything and everything. And that would be one of the things that would accelerate it that would completely accelerate it. And yes, just, to, just so you have a checkup from the neck up from me, when it comes to our planet, what I personally believe in my exploration around the world, because I've been able to work in that capacity around the world in exploration, if you ever watched the movie Mad Max, and you saw the little kids in Australia living in that little pool in the desert where they had water and they would tell the stories of, you know, ancient beings or whatever, they were talking about their families before a big disaster. I think we're Mad Max's children. We don't have to get into it right now. I'll do a special on it one day and we can talk about it. But we're the remnants. Whether we like it or not, we're the remnants. And you can come really short in history and think about, meaning in long-term, billions and billions of, here, of history. And you can think of just about the great deluge and Nor uh, uh, Noah's flood. We are the remnants. Whether we like it or not, we're the remnants. And I do believe there's been much smarter than us, much more connected than us here before us. And somehow we lost them. And by the way, the Bible actually talks about that. But here we are right now. Is the planet dying? And if you've been watching on your news and weather, you know, when they uh, run the weather now, if you've ever watched it on TV, that now on the big screens behind them, as they're putting up, talking about heat, they'll run fire graphics. Remember, they just made a subtle change. I don't know if you caught it. They're, they are going to start not talking about climate change or global warming so much. They've decided to kind of set down the global war, uh, warming. And they've decided very subtly 
they are going to now call it, ready for this, true thing, global boiling. We've moved from global warming, and now they're going to be teaching in schools global boiling. There's a bright side. It means everybody can boil an egg. You remember there used to be people so dumb at cooking they couldn't even boil an egg. Now everybody can boil an egg. Just set it outside. Anyway, they're about to go on a full frontal attack because now they're saying, as all of this gets set up, I'm, I'm giving you the pieces here. The next lockdown that they are proposing is going to be because we must lock down to protect the climate. Yes, whether you like it or not, climate lockdowns are coming. And of course, if people are worried about it, hey, then you're going to have anxiety. Hey, you're going to panic and you're going to freak out. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Everything needs a panic. Everything needs fear to sell it. It's the way it is. So when I come back and I get into the long segment, I'm going to show you some of the stuff that is said, sold, and promoted at these climate events, training people. You're going to want to watch it. We'll decode it. Hang tight. Share this. Be right back. Are you following Jovan on all social media? You think this program is good at empowering you? You should get your PhD in cutting the crap by following Jovan Daly on all social media. Just find him by typing hashtag Jovan Hutton Pulitzer. Hang tight. Jovan will be right back. Guys, I want to have a very serious discussion with you about your home, your family, and your finances. You know that uh, our nation is suffering right now with this mail-order maladministration that's been selected, not elected, and put in the White House. It makes our future look bleak financially, especially when you consider 47, yes, $47 trillion has vaporized in our stock market. Additionally, this administration has printed... More money in the last two years than the previous hundred years combined. That's a big problem. Now, if you want to play it safe and you want to protect your family, you need to think about your IRA, your 401k, your retirement savings account, okay? This is a big geopolitical deal. You need to check out JovanLovesGold.com. Yes, JovanLovesGold.com, and I do. Now, here's why you need to do it. This is not about you buying gold. Get it straight. This is about you can make a move, just a financial move, a lateral move. You're not liquidating your retirement or anything like that. You're just making your move to switch it from the markets to fixing it in gold. Gold has lasting value. You need to lock it in. If you will reach out to jovanlovesgold.com, that's jovanlovesgold.com. And by the way, there's a $10,000 incentive to do it because if you qualify, you might get $10,000 more added to your account in silver from our partners at Gold Co. You need to check it out. You need to fortify yourself and you need to make sure absolutely you're protected because you don't want to keep on losing money because of this maladministration. Now, that's all for you at jovanlovesgold.com. Please go there, jovanlovesgold.com. Now, I want to tell you about one other. I want to tell you about something that's kind of scary, especially if you're a homeowner. Now, you know in this day and age that you can check for your title online. You can check your ownership online. Hell, uh, even people are having registering online. We know how dangerous registering to vote online is. You can't confirm the papers there. Here's what you need to know. You know, your deed to your home is the only thing that proves you own it. Did you know that crooks can get online, look up your deed, print a simple form of that deed, affix their name to it, submit it, right? Submit it. And then all of a sudden they own your home and then they can flip and sell your home. You've seen all this craziness buying and selling homes online. This can all literally be done, maybe 60, 90 days, you don't even know it, and all of a sudden, somebody 
has stolen the title to your house. They've borrowed against it. Now it's sold property and you're left with it. And this is a hard crime to fix. Look, that's why I want to tell you about HomeTitleLock.com. HomeTitleLock.com. You can go to slash Jovan or just put in the promo code Jovan. Register your address right now. No obligation report. It's a home title report. It's $100 value. You get it free. Again, you get your home title report at HomeTitleLock.com forward slash Jovan. Your promo code is Jovan. You want to lock your title, folks. People can do this online right now. When they're stealing our voting records and they're stealing databases and credit card information, they're going to find your home. And you don't know it till it's gone, till it's after the fact, and you've lost your asset. Do yourself a favor, hometitlelock.com forward slash Jovan, promo code Jovan. Get the $100 value free, no obligation home title report. That's it. Titlelock.com forward slash Jovan. Folks, do it now. Did you know that Jovan is the only private citizen which has a full webpage dedicated to him on the Secretary of Georgia's government website? Why? Because politicians are deathly afraid of Jovan, his reach, his fans, and his calling them out publicly and telling them to cut the crap. They know Jovan empowers the people, and corrupt politicians do not want the people knowing the truth. Now, let's get back to it. Okay, folks, we're back. I'm talking about this new discipline of psychology called climate psychology. And they have this definition, this uh, procedure, this, uh, what is it, a disease state, whatever you want to call it, echo anxiety. I actually think it's echo nonsense. I grew up in families, and I still have families. My families are involved in farming and ranching. Think of farming as plants. Think of ranching as meats, okay? Farming and ranching. And America was always about farming and ranching. Unfortunately, we only have about 1% of America still doing that because we've been disconnected. Remember, they disconnected us from the farms. And what'd they do? They got us addicted to packaged foods. And where are we, right? And as they got us disconnected from farms, who moved in and took over the farms and consolidated them? The government. You're right. That's how the plan works. But see, growing up in farming and ranching, you know that the weather does what? It's unpredictable and it changes. And so what happens when you understand the weather is unpredictable and it changes, you begin to learn to be able to take care of yourself. And so families would have, right, canned foods back, preserves back, all kinds of food, seeds stored, et cetera, et cetera. Why? Because you know little tough times are going to come. But see, when you don't have that anymore, we don't can, we don't preserve, we don't do that. You can't feed yourself. And then all of a sudden, you need the government. You understand? It's all being on the big old tit of the government. It's all designed to make you on the big old tit on the government. And all of a sudden, start people start harshing for all that chemically food and everything. When I go out and I look at land, because I am a land collector, the first thing I look at is where's the water and how can I impound the water? I look at the lay of the land and how can I throw up a dam or whatever with the lay of the land and can I get back hundreds of millions of water that just runs off my property? Why? Because if you have a drought, you water from your ponds. Now, what I told you about is men doing solutions, mankind using their brain and providing solutions. The government doesn't want that. So hang on one second, and I'm going to show you a speech and see if you can pick up what the government wants you to do or feel. Okay, that's the key. What does the government want you to do or feel? Thank you so much, Martina. Um, I've got some slides. Oh, they're here already. That's fantastically correct. Thank you. I have the honor of setting the scene today in this conversation regarding eco-anxiety, and also to then hand the mic over to three people in Megan, Britt, and Clover, who are doing, frankly, extraordinary and humbling. I'm going to hand it over to Megan, Britt, and Clover. This guy's been trained at Oxford. Nice-looking fellow, right? But he's this organization that is 
climate psychology. He's the leading climate psychology. He's at the Paris Accord, and he's speaking about what we need to do to save ourselves. And because if you don't eat your pudding, you can't eat your meat. If you don't eat your meat, you don't get your pudding. I don't know. I just want to get rid of meat. If you don't eat your vegetables, you can't have your that anyway things. And I think it's fair to say that all of us are doing these things, not despite eco-anxiety, but alongside it. And my hope is that you'll come away from today's session with two things. Firstly, a better and deeper understanding of eco-anxiety and what it is. And secondly, a bit of more of an idea and a sense of, in the climate work that I know in the forum we are here, that you're all doing already how to make that truly sustainable. And what we mean by that is action that is sustainable for the planet, but yourselves as well. And I'm gonna start off by just a quick show of hands. And I warn you, I'm a psychologist, so I'm very comfortable asking how you feel, okay? Has climate change... Oh, oh my God, how do you feel? Remember the earlier part? We've got to deal with how people feel. It's all about feelings. Oh. The climate crisis made you feel any of the following. And as I read them out, if, if, if it's a yes, just raise your hand. Afraid. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Motivated. Good. Angry. Helpless. Let me ask the question. If you're watching what's going on with the meteorologist, do you feel fearful? You do. You need a climate psychologist. If you're watching all this stuff going on about the environment and everything's dying and we're not fixing it and we're taking our children's future, do you feel fearful? You need a climate psychologist. Are you watching it all? Do you feel depressed? Yes. You understand the role the media plays? Guilty. Optimistic. <laughs> Uninterested. I'm very glad to see so many hands going down at the end there. So what we can already start to say is that when we're talking about eco-anxiety, we're actually talking about so much more than anxiety. And here's what happened when, we, when a group of young people were asked the same question. And I think... All Who did you ask? Oh, that's right. Your new career did not ask farmers or any of this. What you did ask, though, what you did ask is you asked young people who don't know anything about farming and have grown up in the fear of the media. This is a testament to this. I mean, this is three years old now. Actually, in the past few years, these numbers will all have increased uh, dramatically since then. But it paints a very similar picture, is high levels of fear, high levels of motivation, and other emotions alongside all of these. So we need high level of fear, and if we can create a high level of fear, then we get high level of motivation. How can I apply this? If you walk outside and see your family and you breathe on them, you may kill them. Buy this mask, stay away, stay home, take this shot, and you'll feel good and you'll be better. Get it yet? So our job is to work out how to harness all of these strong emotions, be they unpleasant to experience, pleasant to experience, whenever we interact with the climate Your job is to harness these emotions? Whoa, 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 whoa. I thought your job was to ease these emotions. You harness a horse to force the horse to plow the field because you're using them as a beast of burden. You brush the horse, feed the horse, and take care of the horse to ease its life and, and have the horse feel real good about itself. Wait a minute. You kind of said two different things there. 
process. I love coming to events like this because invariably I'll be asked, either in a Q&A or, or somewhere in, in the halls, climate psychologist, what on earth is a climate psychologist? And I love that question, I welcome that question, because what it does is it gives us a space to talk about the psychological dimensions of the climate crisis. My origin story was that I, so I was working, I was working in Oxford. In fact, my PhD supervisor was on this stage 45 minutes ago talking about her work in Oxford in trauma. It was incredible seeing her talk about this. So we were working uh, with staff groups, and, you know, paramedics, first responders on burnout, compassion, fatigue, and work-related trauma. Around the same time, somebody came to visit me who was a climate scientist. And he then described what we now understand to be climate anxiety. He was finding it overwhelming to continue the work that he was doing. He knew it was important, but he was struggling to make it into the office. Oh my God, you're suffering. It's overwhelming. I wonder if we could use this to make people do shot. I wonder if we could use it in election integrity. Could we harness the fear of losing one's nation? Could we actually do enough manipulation in the system to make everybody feel it's just overwhelming, I can't do this anymore, I give up. Uh, it was affecting his sleep, it was affecting his social life and his ability to thrive and enjoy the life he was having. He's then gone on, gone on to do incredible things. Again, not despite eco-anxiety or by overcoming eco-anxiety, by, by, by working, a work, working out a way of moving alongside it. So this then kind of put me to work. And it made me think at that time, we don't have models of understanding as psychologists that enable us to work out how to support people that have this new thing called eco-anxiety. And I also, as a deeply, uh, as someone who's always been passionate about uh, environmentalism and environmental causes, this felt like a real motivator for me. Something else then amazing happened, fast forward a little bit of time in 2019, where really the climate crisis in that year hit the mainstream. It was, and, and at the same time, in fact, the Oxford English Dictionary word of the year in 2019 was climate emergency. And all the words that were in the shortlist that year were related to the climate crisis. And oh my God, 2019, you're right. We started ramping up in the media about environment and climate crisis. They said we've got to do the, grand, the Green New Deal. Oh, my God, it was everywhere. Even, even the graphics on the Weather Channel and meteorology, it all changed. Oh, my God, you're right. And the Oxford Dictionary put in all these new definitions. And schools started... Wow, how did they all know at the same time to do this? I know is because they're all so smart or we're also controlled. Moreover, our emotional response to the climate crisis. What was happening then, and then in 2019, we started seeing eco-anxiety coming up in books, on TV, in movies. Uh, we were being asked to speak about it publicly. What happened was the climate crisis and our emotional responses to the climate crisis. Wait a minute. You mean it's in school books? And we started seeing it on commercials? And we started, we started seeing it in movies? And now you have a new profession? And you've discovered a new disease? Thank you. God, you're here to save us. Thank God you all, all of you guys knew to do it in commercials, in movies, in textbooks, because we wouldn't have known. We wouldn't have known. Oh, God bless you, folks. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you for, for saving us. And, and now we need to take care of our minds. No, you need to take that crap and poop it right out your cranium. That's what I do for you. Hang tight. Coming up the last segment. A lot more coming. Be right back. Are you following Jovan on all social media? You think this program is good at empowering you? You should get your PhD in cutting the crap by following Jovan Daly on all social media. Just find him by typing hashtag Jovan Hutton Pulitzer. Hang tight, Jovan will be right back. 
Folks, one of the ways I keep up my hectic schedule and can deal with all the stress of the audits, uh, keep on pushing through legislation, and keep on doing my program for you every 12 hours is I try to pay attention to my nutrition. Now, you know I'm a gardener. If you followed me for a while, you know I love gardening. I try to eat as good as I can. But many times when I'm on the road and I'm having to do the program, I cannot eat great. Most people are just not eating great. We're not eating like our grandparents used to eat, where they'd eat you know, all kinds of fruits and vegetables to stay healthy. We were a lot healthier then. Don't believe me? Go back and Google a photo of a beach, your favorite beach in 1970. Look at the people. We were so much healthier. It's because we didn't have all this synthet synthetic crap just added to our food. So I just want to let you know, one of the ways I'm able to maintain my energy, and I'm telling you, I feel it instantly when I do this, because I just do a scoop, shake it in water, and boom, I'm ready to go. What is it? Well, it's called Field of Greens. You may have heard that name. I am very, very, very picky on this kind of stuff. I don't like regular chelated vitamins, you know, the ones that kind of come in pill form. The reality is, folks, you need to know this, you just poop them out. Our digestive systems are racked. You poop them out. You're not doing any good. There's no difference in your body. You want an instant difference in your body? You have to have your supplements that are in a way that not only are natural, but go right into your system. So think about a powder. This is a powder. It's a full spectrum of essential vegetables and fruits, plus science-backed herbs and prebiotics that go right into your body. You just take a scoop, put it in water. I've done every one of them. Every one of them, they're organic, they're wonderful, in water. I mean, it's a treat. These things taste great. Now, they work fast. I literally, my body tells me I feel it in minutes because I can. I get more energy. Uh, my skin's starting to change too. It's really weird. My skin, my hair, where I was losing some hair is actually, to me, looking a little bit of that it's coming back. And I'm kind of excited what's going to happen when I go get my next physical. So, what I'm doing is I take Field of Greens. It's just a simple powder you put in water. Would you do me a favor and at least go check it out? Just go to fieldofgreens.com. Use your promo code Jovan. You're going to get 15% off your first order just by mentioning me, fieldofgreens.com forward slash Jovan. By the way, if you want them regularly shipped to you, you can. You're going to get another 10% off. This stuff is a miracle in our fast-paced society, especially when we're stressing out like we all are about what's going on. Folks, fillthegreens.com forward slash Jovan and use Jovan as the promo code. Get it done now. Can you feel it? You're getting more powerful by the minute. Just think of the impact your voice will have simply because you know how to tell the culture, race, and American political prostitutes. They all need to cut, cut the, the crap. crap. Let's get back to Jovan and his final words for this week's program. The reason I'm playing for you this speech from the, I think it's the 2020 Paris Conference on Climate or whatever. The, the reason I'm playing it for you is even though these are the same people that will bash commerce and capitalism, what are they engaging in? Uh, yeah, commerce and capitalism. You follow me? It drives everything. It even drives those who have excessive feelings prices entered into what we call the Overton window, the acceptable window of public discourse. What that meant was there was what was previously considered to be radical and unthinkable all of a sudden became common parlance and in the minds of the public and then now since then. The Overton window? Wait, you mean there's a psychology about this? The Overton window, it's when uh, people hear it enough, say it enough, uh, that all of a sudden the people believe it. Wait a minute. 
uh, oh, you mean when you can get enough people to accept it and you can get enough people to do it and it becomes acceptable, then the government can take over and can start doing policies on it. And then the government can say they're helping you, but yet the government actually controls everything. Is that the Overton window? And what's been starting to happen is it's been influencing governmental policy and organizational behavior. So do not for a second underestimate the power of talking about climate change. And as we all are here this morning, talking about the emotional impacts of climate change and how it makes us feel. Because what we're all... Wait a minute. The power really comes from talking about things? Do you mean the actual antidote to this crap is talking? Do you think that's why they shame us? Do you think that's why they want to shut down social media? Do they think that's why they say you're a climate denier? No, I'm not. I swear I'm not. I'm not. You're trans. You're transphobic. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. You're transphobic. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Then I want you to perform fellatio on that dude. Uh, but he has a vagina. Oh, but that doesn't matter. See, you're transphobic. You see how it works? It's all a con job. It's all a con job. It's all driven by media. I've always told you about the unholy trinity between government, media, and academia. But in reality, it's also the truth. When you watch the lies, you learn the truth. They, too, need people to talk about it. That means you are the army you've been waiting for. That means you are the cure you've been waiting for. That means when you take action, you can counteract their actions. And that's exactly what they do to us. What we're doing is we're creating a strong social mandate to see the changes that we want to see at government level and in corporations. So what is it about climate change? It's a bit of a mind fuddle for many reasons. We know that when Did he just admit it's a bit of a mind fuddle? A mind fuddle. I wonder if I can use that. A mind fuddle. We engage with the climate crisis. It activates all kinds of psychological, very normal human psychological defenses. Oh, wait a minute. If we pump this up, it activates human defenses and they start acting emotionally. And if I could get them emotionally, I can get them to act. Is that what you're saying, Doc? We might, it, it can inspire denial, distancing. We can over-intellectualize. But it's also unique, the climate crisis, from a psychological perspective as well. I'm often asked, well, isn't eco-anxiety a bit like another existential crisis you might have experienced, like nuclear anxiety around the time of the Cold War and more recently with the war in Ukraine? Oh, you mean when we could get little kids to crawl under their desk and even though a nuke vaporizes everything in its past, we could keep people fearful about it by crawling under their desk so we'd appropriate money for it. Even at the same time, they know if a nuke went off, they would be welded to the desk. Is that what you mean, how we do it? Is that how all this works? Good question. There are definitely overlaps, but I would argue what makes eco-anxiety distinct from that is the, the response that's required by all of us. And we're talking about the climate crisis. What we're saying is actually our response needs to be active and sustained. It affects the daily decisions we make. It affects how we run our businesses. It affects how we spend our money, how we vote. Oh, it affects how we spend our money? It affects how we vote? It, it, it actually forms... Well, the mechanisms by which it's doing, but, you know, there's always holdouts. What about these holdouts, these deniers? Well, behaviors are going to have to change, and this is one thing we're, going to, we're asking companies. Uh, you have to force behaviors, and at BlackRock, we are forcing behaviors. Oh, so if they don't drink the Kool-Aid, and they don't adopt this as a new religion, and they don't believe the media, and they don't believe academia, and they think the government's bad— the last thing you do is... Well, behaviors are going to have to change, and this is one thing we're, going to, we're asking companies. Uh, you have to force behaviors, and at BlackRock, we are forcing behaviors. So what's required of all of us in terms of our psychological response to the climate crisis, I would say, is unique. 
So the, the American Psychological Association defined climate anxiety as a, as a um, chronic fear of environmental doom. But actually, we know that it's much more than that. And something else I want to say is that we are not here, and I know the panel agrees with me on this, we are not here to pathologize in any way our emotional responses to climate change. Eco-anxiety is a rational response to the existential crisis that we're all facing. But Existential crisis? You mean the climate is as bad as racism and conservatism? It's existentially existential collectivist to all of us? You mean you're not going to pathologize it? You mean you're not going to turn it into a disease? You're not going to turn it into a diagnosis? Yeah, doctor. How does that work? when you run the climate psychologist and you don't want to turn it into a pathology, you don't want to really say it's medical, but in fact, you're here saying it's medical. Hey, doctor. Hey, system. Cut the crap. We're tired of it. Most people are afraid to stand up and speak out, but not you. You've been learning how to tell the system to cut, cut the, the crap. crap. What can I do to help save the America I love? And the answer is, learn how to fight back and tell the system to cut, cut the, the crap. crap. Cut the Crap's not just a radio program, it's a movement. The right kind of movement, which breaks free the conservative constipation and reminds you that you are the majority. And we're just not going to take it anymore. Make sure you're following Jovan Hutt and Pulitzer on all social media. See you next week, and between now and then, Take a stand and tell them all to cut, cut the, the crap. crap. I know, folks, you're stressing over our mail order maladministration government. We have selected, not elected. I'm encouraging you just try out two things that I'm doing to stay ahead of the, the stress, which feels like it's killing us besides killing our nation. Do yourself a favor. Go to MyPillow.com forward slash Jovan. You're going to change your pillow and sheets anyway and get new ones. Why don't you support an American company, an American cause? If they'll use your promo code Jovan, you're going to get extra special savings because you use the promo code Jovan. I'm telling you, I used to take two hours or more to get to sleep and only sleep for a few hours. Now I'm asleep. I'm telling you, 15 minutes or less, I'm out like a baby. And that's because of MyPillow.com forward slash Jovan. Use your promo code Jovan. I guarantee you'll be happy you did. The other part of it is part of having good sleep and keeping up with the stress is to have good nutrition. Do yourself a favor. Go to FilledUpGreens.com. Use your promo code Jovan there. Think about this. All your vitamins and stuff you need, full-spectrum essential vegetables and fruits. It's vegetables and fruits. That's it. It's powdered, very finely powdered. One scoop. I mean, you can even eat this stuff. You can sprinkle it on cereal. You can use it in baking. It's your vitamin in powder form. Instead of pooping out the pill form, which does no good for your body, take it in the powder form. One scoop, put it in water, shake it up, boom, boom. Ten minutes, you're done. But I'm telling you, I can feel it immediately when I do it. I can feel my body going, thank you, thank you, thank you. Imagine how well I'm doing with great sleep and great vitamins. It's about the only way I'm keeping up with this horrible stress in my life with the audits and election integrity. Do me a favor. Go to fillthegreens.com. Your first order, use your promo code Jovan. You're going to get 15% off. And if you do a regular shipment, you'll get another 10% off. Do it now, folks. Take care of yourself.